This episode of Sessionable is brought to you by Dave's Travel and Events Group, voted Best Tour and Transport Operator in the New South Wales Tourism Awards. Well done, team. If you want to know why they're award-winning, why not check out one of their great beer experiences, like their Rocks Pub Walk, which is a historical walking tour with a twist. The twist being beer, of course. Walking tours are pretty awesome to begin with, and adding beer to the equation makes it awesomer, so it's really worth checking out. To book your tour today, go to daves.com.au. Sessionable. Welcome everyone to Sessionable. I am Adrian, your host, and my co-host today is Liam. G'day guys. Welcome back to the show. It's been a it's, while. It feels like it has yeah, been Yeah, I think the um, um, live episode on Beer Week was Was the that last. the last one I've yeah. done? You've been Jeez. kind of low-key since then. What's happened since then? Like, you know... I don't think there's really been many news items since then, so we'll, it'll be a quick episode. This is a yeah. news roundup. Can you think of anything? Like... Any anything uh, big? Did someone get sold or something? Did no one big, I don't no think. One big? No? Yeah, okay. maybe just a small brewery. Um, I think Pirate Life might have been bought out. <laughs> by so it's gonna. Well, it's been like five minutes. I'm sure yeah. someone's been sold. Yeah, I actually rocked up to work this morning and was like, "Oh, I wonder who's been sold this week." Yeah. Congratulations to the boys. They've done well. Good yeah, on. yeah, and we won't. We try, we'll try not to repeat. You know, the kind of discussion that we had. I think if you want to get a discussion about us and brewery selling out, we could probably list about 10 other episodes where we've talked about it. I think we've, we've covered it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do think um, there were a, a few interesting bits of um, commentary surrounding the Pirate Life sale and, like, the three, the three big sales, Pirate Life, Four Pines and Feral. Mm. You know, back to back to back. 69 days apart, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, two, yeah. two months apart. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, there was, interestingly, the day before Pirate Life got announced, uh, Stone and Wood had written an article. Um, was that the day before? Yeah, I well, read that they, like the day or day after, so I assumed it was a reactionary piece. It, was, it was like, you know, we remain committed to independence. I think I saw it the day before, and then and I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, obviously that's in response to Feral and Four Pines. Do you reckon and they, then, they knew what was happening and they sort of just. I, I think they might have been. I think there might have been whispers. I don't know, but. Because. Yeah, it was I interesting know, for timing. Me, like, and I, and, you know, I don't begrudge, you know, we've. I've said this a million times. I don't begrudge any of the guys who sell good on them. Congratulations to all of them. Yeah, yeah. Well deserved. But, um, you know, particularly with Four Pines and being so vocal about being independent and then getting sold. Yeah. It's kind of like if you own a brewery, don't go on the record and say anything. Mm. But I kind of felt like, you know, to say that, well, I well, I read it like the day after, I think, that, that yeah, Stoner yeah. one. I was like, oh, well, that's got almost putting him on the mark to be the next one. And I, and I honestly don't think that will happen. But, um, yeah, I hope not. No, I don't think so. I think, are, they, are they the biggest now, independent wines? So I've. Oh, yeah. Coop, Coopers, I guess. Yeah, Coopers, yeah. family owned, but yeah, you know, not in craft, for mm. lack of a better term. Are they part of the IBO? No, no, they're not. They're not. Okay. But um, my thing that I wanted to talk about with in regards to all the sales is, besides Stonewood, what we sort of lack in this country is that the model now is. You grow and then you hit a ceiling, then you have to sell to, to yeah. grow more. There's no kind we of... We don't have a Sierra Nevada or yeah, yeah. any of these type of breweries that still remain... That want to grow to a big... Like, uh, like want to be the big Australian-owned brewery. There's Yeah, there's no... Besides Stone and Wood, 
There's yeah. no other brewery that's big that is... Yeah, and I think, you know, it, if they weren't so open to selling, I think Pirate Life could have been that because they were making good headway and See, it's funny because, getting a lot you know, of places. It was like, you know, you look on Facebook and this stuff and almost no one was surprised that Pirate Life sold. Yeah. But um, people were really surprised that Feral sold. People were really surprised that Four Pines sold. Yeah, yeah. You know, in Pirate Life, you know, the boys had a very aggressive growth. Yep. But I think we need a role model of a brewery that to prove that you don't need to sell to be big. Yeah. And I think Stone, apart from Stonewood, I'm, I'm yeah. I think so Stonewood, Stonewood is, that, is that. But now, yeah. because, you know, the other three sold. Yeah. So. And I think it's really important that we have that. Yeah. And like, you know, that is, selling is one option, one route to growth. Yeah. And I think Stonewood's grown they haven't gone for a big, aggressive, quick spurt of growth. And I really hope they don't sell, and I don't think they will, but I really hope they don't because we need that model of actually just independently owned. Yeah. You know, and, and they, they had what they... There was, they sold a share to Creatures before they got sold yeah, to I think they were, and bought they, that back. Yeah, they were part owned by Creatures, and then they bought back those shares. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of the reason why they... I think they will stay independent is because... A lot of the founders, I think maybe all of the founders, work for the yeah. big beer companies and they wanted something else. Well, they all came from like Matilda Bay and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And so, yeah. So, so I think they've already had a taste for working for those companies and this was their way to do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I just really think that we need to have that a brewery that doesn't sell. Mm. One, one big one. And hopefully, you know, not... You know, new brewers that pop up or current brewers that are running don't have that same, or at least enough of them don't have that same philosophy of let's build up and then sell. Yeah, and, you know, there might be some. I can't think of any top of my head, but I'm yeah. sure At there the are moment, some people yeah. that that is a business model. Like, you know, it's very big in the tech world and IT world and stuff like that where you build a company to sell to mm-hmm. Google or to Amazon or yeah. whatever. And it's, you know, it is a business model. And it's a way to do it. But and from a consumer point yeah. of view, you feel a bit cheated sometimes. Yeah, like, it is funny because, like, you know, you don't really... It's, it doesn't get as much ire in the tech world as it does in the beer world. Mm. And I think that's probably because it I feel feels... Like beer, mo- beer consumers are, feel a lot more invested in... Yeah, it, it feels more personal. Yeah. It's... Um, Especially with local businesses, you can, you know, a lot of places you can go to the place and interact with the people that are actually involved in it. In tech, it's a bit more kind of detached. And I think people do have that more personal investment in beer and in in alcohol in general. Yeah. In in hospitality related things. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm. Did you like, wear a pirate life shirt the day they saw? I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just like I wore a four pine shirt the, yep. the day after four pine sold. Because I am a troll. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I, I hear people going, "Oh, like I can't believe people are complaining about all these breweries being sold when they're complaining on their Apple devices." But it's not the same. Yeah, it's not uh, like there's. It's a different world, right? It, you look at the you look at the market and not like, there's no. It's not like ten percent of people with mobile phones have a yeah. locally made mobile phone because yeah. they, the the market doesn't exist. If it did, I don't know. 
It's Me- like, you know, like, I'm not going to get upset if Pandora sells to Apple or whatever, the f- you know, but I don't yeah. w- walk around wearing a Pandora shirt either. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I just don't have that connection to brands like like people do with beer, um, with other things. I'm sure there are some, you know, people who work in the industry or big Apple fans or whatever who have that same connection to those brands, but I have that connection to breweries, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of... Independent breweries. Yeah. Um, talking about the seal? Well, well, before we talk about the seal, what are we drinking? I am drinking a Beer Farm India Pale Lager, which is uh, one of my favourites. You know, we're sitting here at the Royal Albert, and it's always you always know there's going to be a good Beer Farm beer on tap here. And, it's, always, um, it's almost always IPL, which is... I have no problem yeah, with that, because one of my I faves. very openly love this beer. Yeah, so, me too, um, me too. That's what I'm having. What are you having, Adrian? I'm having the Foghorn Sligo Extra Stout. So there's a few, uh, which is like a kind of sort of imperial extra stout. Well, it's like seven, yeah, eight, seven point eight. Yeah, it's it? like yeah. just over the regular foreign yeah. extra ABV. That's a great beer. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's 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 great. It's not super dry, but it's pretty dry. It's not super sweet, but it has a bit of sweetness. I think any time we can get some foghorn beers in Sydney, mm. you got to get on board and get behind it because they're great beers, and Sean's a great brewer. We just very rarely get to have them. Um, you know, yeah, and I think um, I think he has a good philosophy of staying reasonably local. I think they brew mostly for themselves, and they get out to a few other places, and that's a good way to do it. And I think it's a pattern, it's a model that's becoming more and more, I guess, prevalent in yeah, Australia. But it also makes it that little bit more special when they when he does come out here, because I think well, this is the third time I think he's had his beers on in Sydney. Yeah, second or um, third, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I begged him to come out and work and be one of the breweries for the Beer Week Gala opening yeah. in Gala. And um, it was that was one of the things I was super proud of, is having Sean there behind the bar pouring his own beers, because yeah. I have a lot of respect for Sean. One of the, yeah. um, one of the stalwarts of the Australian industry, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great beer. Side note, speaking of stalwarts of the craft beer industry and recent guest of the show, AG, uh, announced that he's... Uh, leaving Mornington. That's um, yeah. I, I I didn't hear this until you just we just spoke about it two minutes ago. Yeah, I think it was announced last week. Um, yeah. and he's been with them for I think eight good eight years since they first started. So yeah, it's a shame to see, but it's a shame to see him yeah. go. But I mean, the, you good know, luck with whatever his future endeavors are. Hopefully, hopefully other, a new brewery. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah. you know, there's some other breweries there taking up and doing some stuff. Awesome stuff. Yeah. We at um, Mornington. We talked about we talked about it with him during the live podcast for Beer Week. Um, but I, you know, I hope he goes on to do something else. Yeah, another great brewer who's done some amazing things. Back to, you know, Five Island days. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Illawarra. So, uh, sad news. Mountain Goat as well, yeah. Mountain Goat, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. yep. Mountain Goat as well. Sad news yeah. and a loss to Mornington, but uh, I hope they go out and do some more great things and I'm sure yeah. it'll be the la- won't be the last we see of him either. Oh, I think he's, um, I think he's left them in, in, a, in a good position and hopefully they keep... Kicking goals. 100%, yeah. And hopefully he keeps kicking goals as well. Yeah, it's exciting to see what he's going to be doing next. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the IBA has recently announced that they are coming out with a independent brewer seal. So I think this has kind of been on the cards. Yeah, it's been in the works It's not a surprise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now they've actually officially said, yep, it's, it's coming. Uh, it, and I think it's a good thing. I think... You know, with the recent spate of sales, uh, big brewery sales to bigger breweries, yeah, it's important for people to know 
what is actually independent. And I think Look, a lot the, of people don't. The more information that people have, they, and, you know, I don't begrudge anyone who picks whatever beers they want, but yeah. I hate to think that people are buying beers and not knowing the things yeah. behind it, you know. And, you, you know, we have, you know, Dan Murphy's and these types of places creating their own brands of beers to look like crafty beers. Um, and a lot of consumers don't actually know the origins of these. And I think we live in a bit of a bubble with that where yeah, yeah. I think where we're pretty aware of who yep. owns what most of the time. Yeah. But uh, not everyone does. And, you know, uh, if there's a seal or sign that people can then make their own choice from there. That's great. The more information, the better. So, um, I mean, when I first got into beer, I had no idea who who owned what. I I didn't know. Well, you, you, know you know that James Squires yeah. was owned by Lion Nathan. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Bay was owned. I had by, no idea. Yeah, yeah. and because it's changing so quickly, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, um, you know, there probably is some people who will walk into their liquor land and see some pirate life and not know that they're owned by AB InBev or that yeah. Feral's not owned by. So yeah, yeah. And I think it's yeah, it's 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 important coming with the recent sales, and it's also like with the beer cartel result survey results of you know people. It is it is wanting to know, want to, you know want to buy wa- wanting to buy independent. Beers, yeah. It's good to see that there will be a way for people to identify that. Yeah. On the packaging, you don't have to buy independent. No, no one's forcing you, but but if that's it's, something it's that's, to, that yeah. you hold, you see as important yeah. to have that information is good. It's, it's good to be able to make if you, if an you, informed decision. Yeah, if, if, if it's something that you, you're not worried about and you want to still, or you just want to drink a beer because of the beer, then it, there's no harm in having that label on there anyway, right? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a bit interesting that they said that this is not a knee-jerk reaction to all the sales, which kind of yeah, is. Well, I, mean, it, I know it's, it been, kind of it's been in discussion yeah. for a while. And I think it's been in discussion ever, ever since before the Four Pines sale. Well, I mean, you know, the, in America, the BA has done their... The BA has done it. UK, UK um, Brewers uh, Association, whatever they're called, has done it as yeah, well. Yeah, and they don't quite have the same following in the beer industry, I think. Okay. Well, there's a, a, a lot of brewers in the UK yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. don't, you know, like Brewdog, for example, don't really see eye to eye with what they do and a few others the same thing as well. But, um, you know, the IBA is, um, you know, has a ever-growing member base and it's, I think it's good. For me, the more information, the better. Yeah. And I think, um, so I, I guess it kind of ties back into Stone and Wood, their kind of comments. Uh, so after the Pirate Life sale, Jamie from Stone and Wood was quoted as saying, you know, this is kind of... I think he. I think the words were, "This is Australia's wicked weed yeah, moment." Yeah. Where it's a it's a brewery that it was it was the first big brewery that's making super interesting beers that has been bought out by a big beer company. I. Which you probably, tell me, you not, tell me that Feral yeah, hasn't mean, been making super interesting beers. I mean, or? they do, but they they also make like a lot of accessible beers as well. And Pirate Life is mostly, yeah, you know, hot I think forward, the similarity crazy, between you know. like Wicked Weed and uh, Pirate Life is they're both quite young, quite zeitgeisty, yeah, yeah, yeah. breweries. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good analogy. Um, and yeah, I think if that kind of causes people to want to know more about ownership, then great in some ways. Yeah. It's sad for the independent industry, but it it could lead to good things. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It, it, it's an unfortunate thing, but there's still going to be good beer to drink. Mm. Pirate Life's still going to make good beer. Four Pines is still going to make good beer. Yeah, Pirate, you know, Feral's still going to make good beer. But you know, hopefully, the things come in threes, and we can have a bit of respite because 
it is quite disruptive to the industry at the same time as well. Yeah. Um, we're not seeing as much uh, bitching and moaning about it <laughs> without being too negative about it. But, um, you know, like, you know, we, the uproars from when Mountain Goat sold yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, those huh. type of things. Funny, funny side story. Uh, on, on Craft Beer Crew, there was some kind of uproar about Garage Project's Death From Above beer. Yeah. Which is like a kind of a resurrection of a... A complaint from a few years ago. So, um, was that Facebook complaint from a few years no, ago? No, 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 no. So, it was... I'm not sure if it was a Facebook complaint from a few years ago, but it wasn't the same complaint. And somebody else made it again. It was about Death From Above and how it's culturally insensitive, and we won't get into it on, on here. Yeah. But Do you think it's culturally insensitive beer label? I'm not sure. <laughs> but, I like, I, I'm not affected by it, but if other people think it might be, it could be. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway... So that was kind of be- becoming a shitstorm, was a shitstorm. And then yeah. a couple of days later, Pirate Life got sold. And they were probably like, thanks, guys. Well, they'd already, in, before that, had that chance to deflect it. Yeah. already announced that they weren't going to yeah. release that beer again under that label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they'll, they'll make that beer again because it's a popular beer. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, we look... The world is in interesting times at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every single day, there's either a brewery sale or a sex offender comes out. So um, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah. It just goes to show that as a brand, you have to be super aware of what oh, you're yeah. doing, right? Oh yeah. And that beer, how old's Death from Above? When did they get released? Four Probably years like ago. A good four or five years. Yeah. yeah. Things have changed a lot between now and then. But if that label offends people, then good good on them for changing it, right? Yeah. Um, I think they were good in their re- response and their reaction to it. I think it was, it was a, a very a, honest, it was a heartfelt response, right? Honest, heartfelt, proactive. You know, and I think, you know, we we saw that whole drama earlier this year with Coopers and yeah. what made that worse was how they responded to, to yeah, those yeah. things. And I think Garage Project was a textbook example of how you should respond to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's becoming more and more important on how you have a PR, a, a public relations strategy. And, you know, if, if, if it's not working well for you, then too bad, you're not doing it well. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's adapt or die, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on him. But, uh, um, yeah, can we just have, like, one week of no dramas? Yeah, I mean, maybe over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> might be, um, I think the biggest drama is going to be our Christmas episode where we just get super fucking drunk. Either that or people complaining that their advent calendars have added eight beers in it or something like that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There have, actually, so speaking of advent calendars, I was, I was going to bring it up in the Christmas episode, but since you bring it up now, there has actually been a few different ones this year. I'm not sure if there's more this year, but I've noticed them more. Um... So I was just bef- earlier today before doing this podcast. I was at Bucket Boys, and yeah, they so have one, right? They have two. They do a cider one as well. What? So you can get a cider advent calendar. Yeah, wow. Um, and I've seen things on Facebook. I'm not sure if it's all from Australia, but I know there's a gin advent calendar. There's a whiskey one where you get oh, minis. Sick. Um, oh, I want in. Yeah, I want in the gin one. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was hanging out with my two little nephews, and they've got Lego advent calendars. Sick. Yeah, I know. Um, I know Bucket Boys do one two. The beer cartel one's massive, and yeah. I was speaking to the boys yeah. last month, and the the amount of those things they've gone out. Carwin Sellers do one. Carwin Sellers do one. Uh, like a lot of the Bridge, online, Bridge Road, do Bridge Road one. do one. A lot of the online stores like Booze Bud, yeah. uh, Beer Crate. What's the other one? That's yeah. I've I've lost track. Yeah, honestly. Uh, you know, I was doing. I think it's good. I was doing some work, and uh, it was like sort of listing uh, venues and stuff like that, and. 
the amount of online retailers that I've never even heard of for beer, for beer online retailers is insane. Mm. There are so many beer online beer stores. I guess that's a good sign. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's yeah. great. And, uh, but like, yeah, and I think the advent calendar thing is awesome. It, you know, it encourages you to try beers that you wouldn't normally get. And if you have an advent calendar and you find five beers that you've never had before that you, that can go into your rotation of beers you drink, then it's a good thing, right? Yeah, cool. Um, the other the other piece of news that's been making the rounds recently ha- has been the New South Wales Container Deposit Scheme. <sighs> we could do a whole. I know. I, I kind of. I feel like I'm not. <laughs> I feel like we're running out of time to bring this up. But like that's that's one of the recent things. Um, I guess the rundown is that it's a litter reduction scheme that encourages recycling. You get refunds for your recycling. But so think about what South Australia has done for the last god knows how many years. In, 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 exactly. And the problem with this, the New South Wales version, is that it seems to be hampering both. Small businesses, you know, all the brewers that are having to sign up to this scheme and consumers. So basically, it's going to cost per container X amount, like, you know... 14 50, cents. Yeah, 14 cents more for yeah. the producer and about 50 cents more for the consumer. And you'll only get 10, 10 cents of that back yep. as a consumer. So high-level things, you know, we, we could do a whole episode on this, but... Things that are absolutely bullshit about the CDS scheme is a the fact that um, wineries and or wine and spirits aren't part of the CDS scheme because it's been deemed that people don't litter bottles of wine and bottles of spirits in the street, which is absolute bullshit. Because how many times have you seen a really cheap bottle of wine or an empty bottle of Jack Daniels in the gutter? Yep. Um, the fact that with cans you can't crush the can before you return it. Yep. The venues or the places where you can take them back. So I had a look in the inner west. Or there's near not me, a lot. There's yeah. two, and they're not actually the vending machines. They're like uh, convenience stores. Yep. And apparently, a lot of the convenience stores who were initially signed up have now longer now pulled out of it because it takes too much time. Yeah. So I saw um, experience it, and Johnny from Nomads being one of the pretty people who've been very vocal about against it. Yeah, he had a video where it took two staff members fifteen minutes to process his cans. Oh wow! Um, like, well, how many cans are we talking about? I uh, maybe had like two cases or yeah, cases of cans. Right? It was, it was yeah. Still, so so a lot of the the so. They haven't got these machines everywhere yet. Yeah. So they've signed up, like, you know, convenience stores, laundromats, these types of places to take them back. And a lot of those places, it's just too much of a pain in the ass and they're pulling out now. Some places, like, uh, I saw someone post in Port Macquarie that their nearest uh, return thing is an hour and a half drive away. So it's a three-hour round trip to... So you're spending more in petrol than the money you're getting back, pretty much. You know what? Like, I went to... And I'm doing this thing where, oh, it's way better in that place. But I went to Germany over 10 years ago, and you get given a case, you get it in a plastic crate. You pay the deposit on the crate. And then you bring back the empties in the same crate, and you get that money back. Yeah. Easy. Why don't we do that? What, um, like, it, why can't it be that simple? Why does it have to be this super the complicated? The government, yeah. yeah, the government went out and outsourced this whole scheme to the, the biggest companies who were against it, being like you know, Coca-Cola, these types of companies, like yeah. Nathan... I, someone someone said something to me which I thought was a genius thing is like why didn't they just literally just charge it from the people who supply the bottles and cans yeah so why don't you just charge Vizzy and then they get the refund yeah so you take away because you know there's this whole thing where you've got to pay 
eight hundred bucks to register each particular yeah. line as well. Yeah, um, it's insane. So basically, if you have the same beer in uh, six forty mil bottles, four forty mil cans, three three seventy five mil cans, you've got to pay eight eight hundred bucks and register each of them as a different thing. Um, if you do a, for example, like you know, Wild, Wildflower is doing a membership program yeah. for sixty-four people. If you do a limited run of sixty-four bottles, you have to register that for eight hundred dollars. I believe there is talk about them putting a cap on that. Yeah. Now, because yeah, it's insane. I mean, if you're a soft drink company that has five lines and you are making how many millions of them, yeah. that eight hundred bucks when you break it down per unit cost is nothing, right? Yeah. But, you know, if you're Wildflower and you do a members-only release for 60 people, 800 bucks divided by 60 is, yeah. you know... It's yeah, 60 people, big, yeah, yeah. It's a big hunk of, hunk of coin, right? So the whole thing's bullshit. Um, the f- best thing I ever saw was um, one of those machines and there was a, a wall of cardboard boxes dumped next to the machine. <laughs> so basically everyone was bringing their bottles and cans in a cardboard box, but yeah. then there was nowhere to actually recycle the cardboard box. So someone had to pick up those cardboard boxes and put them into a rubbish bin, not a recycling bin. Wow! <laughs> it's kind of like those. Um, it's kind of like those. It's like the share, fast share push. The, the, well, it's kind yeah. of like those share bikes that have been kind of yeah. dumped in piles everywhere and Ugh. dumped into the ocean, and it's just yeah. good ideas that don't end up working. Um, yeah. Hopefully, good idea that ends up ends up working is that Wildflower membership program. It's full. Yeah, it's full. Yeah. It's I I could have signed up but i just bought a nintendo switch and i don't have any money yeah Uh, i I looked at it and was like i really don't have 300 bucks at the moment but it's after christmas it's really exciting though it's really Uh, exciting and i it's how many other are there many other membership programs around australia boat rocker do one i believe so i think boat rocker might bridge road do does bridge road still do it i think so the posse yeah the posse. i think i think they still do the posse cool yeah but Um, there's not really a lot going around and this is like 60 people which is super small super small runs of stuff which I guess well, Wildflower this can year, do right? but like you know yeah. there's a lot of breweries in the states that use this muzzle like Rare Barrel uh, the brewery this type of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, I think you know if he's I think Topher's filled all 60 within a less than a day less like, than a, like two hours I think it was right? two hours yeah I was speaking to someone today who was an hour and a half in and they were number 55 yeah yeah, yeah so like it didn't last very long um, but you know, if there's, he can do sixty this year. Hopefully, he'll do one next year for one hundred and twenty, or you know, yeah, um, maybe, maybe, yeah. But right. um, it's just another example of Topher winning and doing amazing things. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I know enough of the people of the, of the sixty people. It's the first <laughs> thing I thought was like, fuck, I hope Adrian or Tom gets one. <laughs> I seriously like, I bought a Nintendo Switch like three days before, and I'm like, fuck. We should have all shared one as a sessionable thing. Yeah. Oh, why didn't we think of that? Yeah. Should have. Oh, well. Next year. We'll get Damn on it. That. We'll get on it. We just went quick enough. All right. Um, oh, just quickly. Hottest 100. Their dates changed for Triple J. So Triple J and... So Gab's decided to yeah, so. change the date, the date as well. Um, what's your cool? thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a pro change the date guy. Um, Triple J was a bit weird in their reasoning behind their <laughs> changing the date. But what was the official reasoning in the end? They were like kind of half-assed about it. Like they didn't commit to the whole. They should have last year, right? Like, like, well, they didn't commit to the whole. We're changing the date because we think it's right. They just like, oh, we we don't want to be part of the debate. I'm like, fuck off. Like, it's a bit just, of a cop out. Yeah, right? it's a cop out. But anyway, yeah. like, it's good that they actually changed it. 
Um, and yeah, Gab's, Gab's, Gab's just, just followed suit. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm assuming that both, probably both of them independently were having this discussion. I, well, I, I think the reason the Gab's would have done the same is because it was the Hottest 100. They wanted to do it the same day as the Hottest 100. It, it, they go hand in hand together, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's weird to kind of have the Hottest 100 for Gab's on a different day to yeah. the Triple J was Hottest 100. It's how you break up yeah. waiting for things, right? You listen to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, I think it's great. It affects... It doesn't harm anyone by moving it, and exactly if it makes people who had an issue with it better, you don't, you're not pissing off another group of people by moving it. Yeah, and I feel anyone who's angry about it and moving it probably doesn't even listen to it or listen to the hottest 100 anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's good. It's good. Um, should have done it last year, but yeah. Let's take a quick break and then get on to recommendations. Nice, sessionable. The Hunter Valley is well known for its wine, but did you know that there's a growing beer scene there as well? A great way to check out the awesome beer and breweries in the Hunter Valley is to get on a brewery tour. Fortunately, Dave's Travel and Events Group offers such a tour. On their appropriately named Hop Hunter Tour, you'll visit breweries new and old and find out why the Hunter Valley is not just about wine. To book your tour today, check out daves.com.au. Yeah, let's get on to some recommendations. Go beer first? Yeah, beer first. You want to go? I'll do it, yeah. but I can't pronounce it, so you're going to pronounce it for yeah, me. Yeah, sure. But I uh, have... Oh, oh, so, hold on, I'll get Tom in. No, oh, don't do that. <laughs> He'll make a scene. Um, uh, so I, I uh, cracked open a couple of beers with some few people before I came here, and we I had a Bruni Island beer. It's a Saison, and it is pronounced... Uh, I believe uh, Saison d'Entrecasteau. Yeah, sure. Something let's like that. that. Yeah. Saison um, d'Entrecasteaux. Yeah, that's what I would have gone with. Yeah, um, I, I just knew I was going to butcher it, but um, it'll be on the show notes. That was a lovely beer. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I've been drinking more and more Bruni stuff. I haven't had a lot of them. I've had like a handful, maybe. If, did you if try that. the um, ninety nine oysters, the ghosts that they no. did with um, Bucket Boys for Beer Week? No, I didn't. Ha- I didn't have amazing. that. Yeah, I yeah. like an oyster beer. Yeah, was it an oyster stout? It was an oyster gosa. What? Yeah. It's got 99 oysters. It had 99 oysters in it. It was amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been... Everything I've had from Bruni, I've been really impressed with. Um, yeah. Cool. I was eyeing off ordering a bunch of cheeses for, for, for Christmas. But, um, yeah, I like the cheeses. But yeah. I literally just like started putting the list together and looked at the shopping cart and it was like 300 bucks. I was like, I can't afford <laughs> this. <laughs> so um, I think for 300 bucks, I'm better off just flying the Tassie and yes, going, it, yeah, going to visit them. That's, yeah. probably a good, that's probably a good plan. Yeah, so that's mine. What's yours? Mine is the Colonial Pioneer IPA, which is the one with the, in the beautiful black can, but not the one with the gold writing, which was the stout, I think. Nice, yeah. It was a silver writing, and it has like a picture in the back, and I'm not actually sure what the story is behind that, but yeah, it's a really kind of tropical, fruity, 7.5% IPA. Nice. And yeah, it's um, I, I just finally had it. I think it came out a month and a half ago, and I finally had it, and... It's still tasting pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So go around and find it. Sweet. Non-beer? Uh, I started watching a pretty awesome uh, TV show. So I actually, just on that, I saw today that... Um, did you ever watch League of Gentlemen? Yeah. Do you know they the filmed a new series? What? Like the same cast? Yeah, there's a new one coming okay. out. Um, but yeah, I've been... I, Got into something on Netflix. There's another BBC show called Toast of London. Have you seen it? I've it's about this I, like washed up. I have seen actor it on there. Something toast. Yeah, I've I've seen it on there, but I haven't actually Dude, watched watch it. it. Is it's it actually good? Hilarious. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 
very rare that I watch something by myself and actually still piss myself out loud. <laughs> like, but yeah, um, I think I smashed through the first season of that this week. And right, okay. Yeah, I, very enjoyable. Cool, I'll put yeah. that on my radar. Yeah, do it. Um, my recommendation is, um, is Sydney-focused, so sorry for the non-Sydney fans, but I'm going to recommend Edition Coffee Roasters in Darlinghurst. So they're a cafe, the restaurant beans, um, and they're probably my favourite cafe in Sydney. They do really kind of smooth espressos, really almost tea-like batch brews. Mm, nice. And their food is Scandinavian slash Japanese inspired. So, so it's what's like your what's, super what's fucking your favourite order? What's the win? I usually get an espresso followed by a batch brew. Um, and it's, to eat? It's coming to winter time. Uh, it's coming to summertime. So. Now, now I've been getting the cold batch. Yeah. They don't do cold drips. They just do cold no, batch. Cold, cold like, batch, like yeah, yeah. Ice, ice batch, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And they do. They have a rotating menu. So every, nice. every they change it every season or every couple of seasons. And can you buy beans from there to take home as well? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they usually have this pancake special called the Yakuza. And every season they change the ingredients and what goes in it. Nice. It's always so a cracker. always seasonal and... Always a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. So to go check that out. Yeah. Get on it. So whereabouts in Darlinghurst? Uh, it's on Crown Street. Okay. In, uh, so the Darlinghurst side of Crown yep. Street. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Nice one. We'll check that Top out. Top joint. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it from us today. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if you like the show. You can catch us on at Sessionable Pod on Twitter. You can catch us on Facebook as well. And uh, all the our episodes are available on iTunes and your favourite podcast program and sessionwool.net. Cool. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers, guys.